0: Welcome to By the Fiberside, a knitting and spinning podcast from the southern edge of northern Alberta, Canada. Episode 33, Ode to the Familiar Path. This is kind of a guilty secret, if one could even call it a secret, but I like to play iPad games. Only certain types of games, though. If I look at the games I play every day, it's really only two, but multiple variations on them. I have my dragon games, all three of them. It's basically the same game, with different graphics and dragons and slightly different quirks. Then I have my resource management games, managing a farm, a town, and a kingdom, respectively. Again, the same basic concepts and principles, but with slight variations. Sometimes when I think about it in those terms, it bothers me a little bit that I play the same two games three times a piece. But in a lot of ways, and especially right now, when things in my life are all turned upside down and sideways, there is a great deal of comfort in knowing what's expected, in the familiarity of patterns, and in not having to learn a whole new way of doing something. For the last two weeks, I haven't been able to be comfortable in my own house. Closets are torn apart. Lists are up and checked and rechecked for tasks completed. Every item is assessed and put in one of three categories. Keep, store, or go. Is it any wonder, then, that I keep reaching for something familiar? When I was rearranging and purging my library, I had to stop myself from sitting down with several books that I hadn't revisited in a while. It made me sad to try on some summer clothes and fancy clothes in my closet and realize they don't actually fit anymore. Some old kitchen jars went to Goodwill, and I remembered pulling them out of my hope chest my mom had put together for me when I moved into my little apartment. I'm in such a state of mind that when we were making dinner tonight, I pulled out my little container of ground mustard and commented that I didn't know how old it was, that I might have bought it when I moved out on my own for the first time. The last two weeks even more than the months before it when we knew this was coming, have been a complete shift. Sentimentality is out the window. I wish I could have kept my favorite little black dress, but it was about four sizes too big, so out it went. Mike and I nearly got into a huge argument about his insistence upon keeping two new Slurpee cups, which only supplement the two he already has upstairs, of which he only uses one. I decided, after 10 years of hanging on to it, to sell the rest of my fencing gear. And do I dare talk about the fiber arts? Since I started knitting, I've kept the ball band from every ball of yarn I've ever knit. Just in case, was my reasoning. Or perhaps there was a bit of, I heard you could make a nifty box by decoupaging ball bands onto a plain one. In any case, by the time I hit half an hour of sorting through old ball bands from my box of assorted other knitting things, I was ready to throttle my old self. Into recycling they all went, and good riddance. But I haven't touched the yarn yet. In part, it's been lack of time, but I'd be lying if I didn't say there was a hefty dose of reluctance to do it. It's not that I haven't seen the yarn in the last little while, since it's all on Ravelry, and most with pictures. It's not like I haven't been through it recently either, which I've done in the last couple of years. But with everything else up in the air, the yarn at least feels like it should be stable. I feel like I need to be able to tread the well-worn paths of what yarn do I have in this weight, in this color, that might suit for this project? If that stays the same then it's okay if everything else is messed up. Another part of the last two weeks' mad clean and purge was to move and consolidate all my current works in progress. I have a few, but they all fit into the newly emptied living room side table. Everything that is currently unfinished is in there, and until it's empty, mostly, that's what I'll be working on. But when I think about what's going into my work in knit night bags for the week, it's not the intricate lace shawl or the embroidery on the chronic pain doll or the Noro tunic. It's the 2x2 rib hat for Mike, and the stockinette sweater sleeves, and the pair of socks that I'm almost done reinforcing. It's the simple, repetitive, mindless projects, the projects that make the best use of what I have left right now. Knitting, at its most essential, is just two simple stitches, knit and purl. If you really want to get right down to it, you could even call a purl a knit from the other side of the fabric. Everything else flows from that simple motion of pulling a loop through a loop in sequence. Is it any wonder, then, that when things go a little nuts around here, I find myself drawn to familiar paths? As of tonight, we have reclaimed our living room. The house is neater than it's been since before we moved in, and we've made two trips to Goodwill, have set out two extra bags of recycling, and have one extra bag of garbage to send to the curb. Tomorrow, the realtor comes to take pictures of the house. The two weeks of madness has been worth it. Tonight, I will podcast, feed my dragons, tend my farms, and tomorrow, I will knit two-by-two rib. Maybe by next week, I'll be ready for lace again. Thanks for listening. This is By the Fiberside. Side bet. There will be no Fibre Week segment this episode, or Fibre Notes segment, or By the Wayside segment. Because there's really nothing to tell you. It's been all house, all the time. Now, I did manage to get the Chronic Pain doll knit, finished knitting anyway, and washed. But that's it. Nothing on the homework. Not even knitting up swatches or measuring out 10 yard skeins. Nothing on the tapestry, because the weekends here have been filled with house. House and more house and lots and lots of house. And then by the time we get to the evening, I'm pretty tired. So so rather than fill an episode with declarations of nothing happened, I'm just going to put a side bet segment out there and call it a night because it's already nine o'clock. And I'm a little tired. It's been a long weekend. And then two weeks from now, we'll be right back into it. Because if it's not done by tomorrow, then we have a lot of time to do it, not just two weeks. So, hooray! Back to our regularly scheduled programming in two weeks. For now, a side bet. Since I didn't get anything accomplished in the last two weeks, except for house, house, and more house, here's how you enter. Leave a comment on the blog or on Ravelry in a thread I will start, possibly tonight, maybe tomorrow, And let me know what you've accomplished in the last two weeks. I don't care what it is. If you've knit an inch on a sweater sleeve, that's fantastic. Let's make a few segments: a Fiber Week segment and a Fiber Notes segment from the listeners instead of just me. So that's how you enter. I have no idea what the prize is. I haven't really gone through my fiber stuff. We'll see who wins, and and then I'll talk to the person who wins and see what exactly they want. And we'll find out from there. So that's this week's episode. I'm really sorry it's so short and not very eloquent. It's been a long couple of weeks. But I'm really happy with how the house looks, which I guess is something. Thank you for joining me for episode 33. By the Fiberside is a bi-weekly podcast, and I look forward to bringing you episode 34 on April 20th, 2014. Show notes for this episode, such as they are, can be found at www.bythefiberside.com. Join the discussion in our group on Ravelry. If you need to get in touch with me directly, you can email me at ness, as in Loch Ness, at bythefiberside.com. Thanks again for listening. This is By the Fiberside.